You've come to hear what Psyche says. I'm Dr. Stephanie Vaughn, a clinical psychologist. And I'm Sarah Kamita, a licensed professional counselor. We're just a couple of therapists without a target audience for this podcast, but hope it can be of some help to someone somewhere. Okay, so Sarah says we shouldn't mention other podcasts, so I thought that I would mention other podcasts. You're such a rebel. Just to be the oppositional Uh individual that I am. Uh, so we did two other podcasts that um, you'll have to find if we've published them. If we have not published them, we will be publishing them, and then you will just be watching for them. So one of them is on how to pick a therapist, and the other one is do I need therapy. And I think that this podcast um, goes nicely with those other two because before you decide on how to pick a therapist and before you decide if you need therapy, you actually... Um, need to get some medical issues ruled out. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that, Sarah? I would agree with that. Let's talk about that a little more, though. What does that mean exactly? Okay, so I can't tell you the number of times, sadly, um, that people have come to see me for therapy and ended up having less of a psychological issue and more of a medical issue. And that really needs to be ruled out first because there's very little that we can do with our special talk therapy that will make any difference in someone's um, urinary condition, for example. Absolutely. Medication or a surgery is something that's needed. Sitting and talking about it is not going to do much to help that. Right. So it happens more often than you would think. And one of the requirements that we have for people before or at least in the process of them starting therapy, is that they have had a full workup within the past year. A full workup meaning, you know, blood work and just being seen by a physician uh, to rule out the conditions that are confused with and overlap with the symptoms of depression and anxiety. Because a lot of those symptoms are physical in nature. It's not just, you know, I'm, I'm having... X, Y, and Z thoughts, suicidal thoughts, depressive thoughts, but, you know, I'm feeling this pain in my stomach every morning. I've got headaches all the time. I'm not sleeping. Right. And some people are the type of people who are faster. I think you're this type of person. Faster to blame your mind than you are your body. When it comes to myself? Yeah. Probably so. Probably so. Like, I remember you had that stomach, you know, bothering you. Yeah. You had your stomach bothering you for a while, and you were like, I'm just I'm just doing this to myself. Like, <laughs> it should be sick, and we'll be like, I just need to, what is it you say? It's like, I just need to, just like. need to focus on. Think about something yes, else yes. and bear down or something. I, I think I have magical powers with my mind, and I can cure my physical ailments. Right. So, I think that there are some people who that is the case. And, you know, it's funny how I will see a person for chronic depression, and this is real chronic depression, um, not medically, you know, induced, but they've just got chronic depression. And then they seem to be getting better, and then they come in one day and they're, you know, quote, worse. And I almost always ask the question, is it possible you could be sick? Because I've had it happen so many times that they think they've just had a plummet in um, their mood. And what it actually is, is they have the flu or bronchitis or a kidney infection or something like that. Um, Similarly, I mean, on a smaller level, you know, I always coach the therapists when they take telephone coaching 
especially when they take it in the late afternoon or evening, to ask the question, have you eaten? Yeah, have you eaten? And how many times that a person who's struggling actually just hasn't eaten all day or has eaten very little, it's been hours and they're hungry. Right. I mean, because the body is super freaking powerful in creating symptoms that mimic mood disorders. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just at the very basic level, how invalidating is it if you tell someone, oh, I'm not feeling well, and they say back to you, it's probably just in your head. Oh, yeah. Terrible. (laughs) Yeah. You Um, say that to yourself all the time. I really do. And, you know, embarrassingly enough, I'm sure I say that to my family members. I'm sure you think it. I know you think it. When I'm, like, just not at the top of my game. Um, But, you know, I we would be missing things if we did not take into account, maybe just maybe there's something physically wrong that can be hopefully easily fixed. Yep. So, um, I've had clients who were sent to me from a physician who could not find a physical cause for their symptoms. And I mean, at times that can end up being psychological, but I almost always say, get a second opinion, get a third opinion. Right. Um, because just because the person is an MD or a, um, an expert in some way doesn't mean that they're always right. So it's commonplace. And I think the Mayo Clinic had something come out recently about how frequently misdiagnoses are made and the getting these second opinions is, uh, I think it was uh, between 30 and 33% were incorrect diagnoses. Mm, that's a lot. That is a lot. So, you know, you want to get that second or third opinion. And then in that case, if, if it's a psychological issue, by all means, you want to go into therapy. But we've got to rule out, when it comes to depression, for example, we've got to rule out things like thyroid disorders. Vitamin deficiencies. Yes, um, vitamin D deficiency is a big one uh, that comes around during the fall and winter Mm -hmm. season because we don't get the sunshine. Um, Just infections generally, like mono, um, kidney infection, a cold even, can mimic the symptoms of depression. Um, I had a client with PCOS, and that seemed to, you know, that's a... There's a lot of hormones involved uh, that can create a lot of fluctuation in mood. It's, you've got PMS. You've got um, menopause. You know, a lot of these biological changes that can happen. And there are medical ways of intervening. There are also psychological ways of intervening. I mean, even with chronic pain and medical conditions, we can augment with psychological interventions, but we don't want to rely on those solely. Right. Even, you know, something like sleep issues, which we hear a lot about with our patients. Um, you know, yes, there, there is a psychological component perhaps with sleep issues. Um, but sleep apnea is such an underdiagnosed, um, illness that a lot of people suffer from. I know some younger adolescents that have actually been diagnosed, Oh yeah, which is just, it's not, the stereotypical older overweight person, right anymore. I mean, it could happen to anybody. Um, iron deficiencies is another one that is just, um, really impacts sleep and your fatigue and energy throughout the day that could mimic depression, but it may not be. Exactly. 
Uh, so, you know, going and getting those rule outs done and the more specific your symptoms, the more you want to make sure that you see a specialist in that area and then, you know, get that second opinion. And if you can cure it with a medic, you know, a medication that's going to, you know, turn your symptoms around and you don't have to come in and talk to somebody for 45 minutes every week for the next year, by all means, you know, do that, especially if it's going to resolve the symptoms entirely. Absolutely. So with anxiety, you know, we have conditions like uh, thyroid disorders. We have, you know, brain tumors even. I mean, not to freak anyone out, but there are brain tumors and um, neurological conditions that can create anxiety and heart conditions Mm -hmm. and and it's not like you it's an either or sometimes it can even be a both like you can have a you know a physical issue that creates symptoms that then create anxiety or then create depression so you start with the medical I mean when I was in school that was just bottom line basic practice was you have to rule out medical conditions before you can go to the psychological. How embarrassing would it be? How embarrassing? I say this all the time. Would it be to have, you know, some patient come in and you diagnose them with depression and they end up having like mono or <laughs> or a freaking brain tumor for Gosh, that matter. Yes. I mean, you can't necessarily know all that stuff and even the physicians won't necessarily send a person for the scans to rule that out but at least you at least you thought about it at least you asked I mean I always tell my patients you know rule out as much as you can and then we'll get started Mm -hmm. absolutely I mean it's like if you can kind of hit a problem from multiple angles at the same time Mm -hmm. if there are you know different angles to hit it from you it's going to be a lot more effective and hopefully a lot faster for you to feel relief right exactly Okay, so it was short and sweet, but yeah. I think it's to the point. Um, make sure that you aren't treating your what you think is depression, um, that actually you need an antibiotic or some right. type of sleep apnea mask. Um, make sure that you have a good relationship with a physician that you trust. Get those second opinions, and um, hopefully this will be helpful to someone somewhere. Have a good day.